Podcasters, Happy New Year. Welcome back. We have today on the show possibly the greatest opportunity you have experienced yet in 2023. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Sit up straight, stretch as far as you can. Yes. It's time to podcast. <laughs> One of my New Year's resolutions is to have better posture this year. Good. Working on it. How am I doing? You're doing good. Am I doing good, mm-hmm. guys? You've got some good headspace. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Nice and straight. For those of you who uh, are on our YouTube audience, um, the producer gives me a lot of problems for moving around within the shot. And, uh, I'm just, I'm trying to do better. So I just wanted to throw that out there in the first episode of the new year that I'm doing better. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do all I can to so uh, sit up straight. So we're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to ask our uh, faithful followers to make sure we keep you accountable. To Could you, you get somebody to bring me another pillow? I need to sit on something. <laughs> <laughs> also some Tylenol because my back is a little, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're looking a little high there today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so welcome back everyone. If this is the first time listening to Kingdom Speak, um, because this is your New Year's resolution to listen to podcasts, then welcome. We've been here for, well, over two years now, but... Man, we're sounding old. Oh, yeah. Veteran podcasters. I'm sure there are people listening, honestly, for the first time today, because your New Year's resolution is to listen to more podcasts. Yes. And you've heard about somebody somewhere saying something about some apostolic podcasts and that, you know, there's good content out there, yada, yada, yada. Well, welcome. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Now, for our veteran audience, as you know, near the end of the year, we had evangelist. That's right. I said evangelist. Take two. You're welcome, Brother Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Evangelist Cornelius Williams on the podcast, and everybody was loving it. Seriously, the Chick-fil-A discussion, the airport story. Oh, yeah. All that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff. I thought it was a dog barking and it was a kid in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. That was, was one of the best parts of the episode. Small, me personally. Small misdemeanor like, there. Close, <laughs> but not quite. Um, anyways, browsing our YouTube channel comments, because we do that. Um, I come across this feedback that I thought was interesting and uh, it will fit nicely for us today. So... Uh, here's an, here, here's some feedback on Brother Williams' episode. As a young man, I needed that. Great takeaways. Praise Jesus. Powerful revelation of Samson's strength, not being visible outwardly, but his abstinence is what gave him power. Mm. And that was really good. And then this is where the comment went. Even. To another level. Oh. Mm. He says, when's part two with Brother Corn? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Brother Corn. Brother Kingdom corn. Speak needs more corn. <laughs> well, in 2023. We thought we had. Uh, wow. I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. We Come need on. more corn. So wow. hit the comments. Give us the corn emotions. Our New Year's resolution yeah. is to get more corn in the crib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, more my corn. goodness. Come yeah. on. Where else? Can you get premium corn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Not, 
Not just corn niblets. No. My, my. No. My, my. Full cob. It's, it's corn <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Stock. Uh, yes. So, anyways. Okay, so the, uh, thank so you the four people that just started <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> this is what everyone's talking about? This is it. Okay. Um, there are some other good comments I wanted to get to today. Uh, Larry Newburn said uh, he obviously was browsing old episodes, and he was on Jesus the Prayer mm-hmm. by Bishop Odom. And he said, wow, he should write a book. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, he should write a book. If you can get Brother Odom to write a book. Uh, he does do Renaissance Academy. Oh. Do you want to push You need push to that? go check that yeah. out. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is it exactly? Uh, Renaissance Academy is, it has somewhere, I think the last... Uh, that I heard from him 98 mm-hmm. hours, I believe, of Bishop Odom teaching nice. on systematic theology. Mm. He is starting actually the the fifth, so we're recording on the third. It's not Friday, by the way, for us yet. Mm-hmm. But on the fifth, the next episode or uh, uh, semester of his academy starts on the life of Christ. Very cool. Excellent material. Um, Pastor Kelly Patrick, Pastor Wade Townley, and myself will be Mm. uh, tagging along on some of the discussions, doing some of the teaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you need, if if, if you're a minister or aspiring to the ministry, you need to check it out. He is, he is incredible. He is incredible. And then there's more people crying for part two with Cornelius Williams. Tasha Bell says, please, please, a whole bunch of emojis. Um, this this is a good one too. Just to just to follow up on some Christmas discussion we had, I will make a comment here that almost everyone said food and munchies over sweets, I, like Bob correct. says. Food munchies, food, food. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Food. Well, the rest of us were in sugar comas, so we couldn't. Type. You did get one though that said uh, pecan pie. Is 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 well, of pick? course. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then they're wanting part two for Brother Ben Weeks as well. So I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's so many uh, so many people on there. Bill, shout out to Bill. It's mm-hmm. been a while, Bill. One of our VIPs from uh, way back said, if you manage to get Elder Mike Vaughn on your podcast, it will more than likely make the top five of twenty three. So Mike Vaughn, add him to the list. That's 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 um, he's on our list, by the way. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. we we have got. Uh, Quite a few in the last probably two weeks. Yeah. Suggestions. Yes. Yeah, I don't great. know if everybody's in the mood very for good. planning their next year and, and wanting to help us out. So yeah. we want to hear that's right. Let uh, us know from you what your what your guest suggestions are. Let us know. Uh, Rose said Jeff Arnold. Does anybody know who Jeff, that is? Jeff. Who? Jeff. Really? Jeff. I'll, uh, I'll Google. Him. Google him. <clears throat> Jeff Arnold. Jeff. Is he? Is How do you he call the, that? Is he an? One of the two F's, <laughs> capital A, <laughs> Jeff Arnold Ministries, J E P H. He's here, reaching the world one message at a time. Really, boy, that'd be interesting. That would be cool to have mm. Jeff Arnold on mm. to speak. Mm. Very cool. And Sarah and it, Woods and it, says she likes hoodies. Well, good. We like them too. Yeah, yeah. We actually wear them yeah, on we, camera. We, we we like you having them too. <laughs> She's gonna shout have out them. to Sarah Woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, we could go on for an entire. <laughs> We could do. A we YouTube really do love hearing and from just people. talk about it's great, that. Uh, and that would be good to do it sometime. But for now, back to the premium content. Um, 
It's good to see you guys. You made it through New Year's. We did. We did. You know, I'm to that age where I don't ring in the New Year. Full confession. This year, I did not. We were invited out. We went. We had a great meal. We had a lot of fun with friends. And it was like 11 o'clock. Kind of looked around. Said Half of your friends were sleeping. Does anybody else want to go home? Yeah, Yeah, we do. So everybody kind of just packed up and went home. (laughs) Same. Isn't that boring? We were too. You'd have been real bored with mine. Saturday night. Oh, exactly. The time. <laughs> Sunday <you're> morning. <laughs> the pastors yeah. are grinding it out. That's grinding it. Grinding the corn. That's it. That's right. That's it. Anyways, it's it's good to have everyone back. Um, Happy New Year to the audience. And it's going to be a great year. It is. And it's going to be a great episode. Show prep is good. Uh, we talked about a lot of great stuff. And we want to talk about opportunities, do we not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of mm-hmm. appreciates those. Mm-hmm. I have a brand new yearly planner sitting here, and it's empty. And it's empty. Is this kind of like the knockoff of your suggestion last episode for burn that book? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I don't feel like burning this at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, what about if we feel like burning it? Mm-hmm. Is that- you most likely will. Okay. You most likely will. Opportunities. Have you ever had any? or do you? Man, I've seen a few in the rearview mirror. Ah, uh, isn't that a good feeling? Uh, they're better in the windshield. Ah, uh, missed. They don't always look like yeah opportunities. Uh, it's like they change when they're in the rear. Missed view. opportunities. Yeah. So I guess everybody everybody kind of approaches New Year, mm-hmm. uh, that the season of or Advent of turning that calendar. Yeah, definitely. I think the first thing to to note is that that I, I don't think New Year's is any bigger day to God than mm-hmm. the day before or the day after. Yeah. But to us, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, to God, every day starts with new beginnings. So I don't think we need we need to lose that fact. But it is a good opportunity for us mm-hmm. as human beings to kind of recalibrate, reset, come yeah. back to center. I welcome that opportunity. Right? I welcome that. Yeah. So we look at New Year's mm-hmm. as an opportunity. I think we approach this with anticipation of maybe the potential mm-hmm. of what the next twelve months will give. Uh, so it was it was in that context that I was reading through Hebrews, mm-hmm. and um, I'd, I'd I'd like for you to kind of set this up. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, Mm -hmm. beginning with verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers. Just just, just a point right there. They saw them afar off, but didn't receive them, but embraced them. (laughs) How can you embrace something that you have never received? That's the first long-distance relationship in the Bible. It is. Mm -hmm. And it took faith. Mm Mm-hmm. To do that. There, there's more there, but we're going to just yeah. move on from that. And confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Mm-hmm. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if Good. they had been mindful. They say they that say what things? Those that confess that they are strangers and mm-hmm. pilgrims yeah. on this earth. Whoever says that and declares it publicly... Mm-hmm. 
They're declaring that they are seeking a country. So then he goes on to define which, which country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, Egypt, they might have had opportunity mm. to have returned. Mm. So here's, here's, the, here's the set. Uh, go ahead and read the next verse because it's just too good not to read. But now they desire a better country ah. that is in heavenly, mm. whereof God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared them for his So if you don't want God to be ashamed of you, you have to be mindful of the right thing. Yes. So this is referring to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt on their way to the promised land, sojourning through the wilderness. I find it very interesting that that although they did not have enough faith to make the trek across the Jordan, Moses had to keep them from wanting to go back from minding Mm. Egypt. The propensity was there because we read about the children of Israel longing for the leeks, the garlics, Mm -hmm. the onions, Multiple times they start to lean back, back. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and an interesting thing is that memories are not always accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't always accurately depict the past. No. You, you notice that they, they, they say nothing of the whips, the chains, the plagues, the slave handlers. They just remember leeks, garlics, and onions. Have you listened to the... Uh, podcast by Malcolm Gladwell about that about how you remember things a certain way uh I haven't but I've read about that yeah so you can't trust your memory no it's in one of his books but he also did a podcast probably in the last year and he he tells a story about uh a pilot of an airplane okay and it's 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 anyway not the point today but phenomenal and yes you are absolutely right you do not remember correctly yeah. They talk about forensic crime. Oh, yeah. How when you're interviewing yeah. someone, yeah, and I saw the guy in a red car, and he was, and it's like, no, clearly, let's watch the video. There was no red car. Exactly. But you believe it, and it's Well, they, they say it's part of, of really a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. that memory mm-hmm. filters out mm-hmm. the harshness yeah. and kind of lets the favorable Which, things rise to sure. the surface. The leeks, up. the garlics, the onions. Yeah kind of float to the surface of the cesspool of yep. slavery that Egypt was. Yeah. And and again, although this is not part of it, I do think that the promised land is not just paralleled with heaven. I believe it's something we tap into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on our earthly mm-hmm. uh, sojourn as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not until, and, and again, this, this is not in the notes, this is a freebie, but it's not until they cross the second body of water that we don't hear them well, referring to leeks, garlics, and onions. Well, Because once you start drinking milk and eating honey, mm-hmm. leeks, garlics, and onions don't have the lure that they Sorry. do when you're in the wilderness. Mm. Moses, coming back to the discussion at hand, Moses is, is tasked with the responsibility of keeping these people who didn't have enough faith to go in mm-hmm. from having so much doubt that they go back. 
Oh my, that's a big statement. Right? Mm-hmm. And so somehow he, he, he was successful in doing this because the writer of Hebrews says that whatever it was, he said, stop thinking about it. Don't be mindful of that country. Stop, stop meditating on it. Stop going back there. Stop minding it. Because verse 15 says, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they would have had an opportunity to go back. The discussion for today on this first episode in 2023 is, is, to, is to highlight the role that opportunity plays and the intersectionality between what we focus on hmm. is where opportunity emerges. What we are mindful of, mm-hmm. you will not discover opportunity in something that you are not minding. True. Interesting. True. Interesting. If they had been mindful of Egypt, mm-hmm. that's where the opportunity would have come from. Yeah. Moses' responsibility, mm-hmm. even though it was to lead them through and an entire generation had to die off, was to keep casting that vision before them. The promised land is out there. The land of milk and honey is out there. Better days are out there. Mind it. Mm-hmm. Focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Position yourself so that you, you everything about you is revolving about what exists out there in the future, not the country that is behind you. And that's where opportunity comes from. What you mind. Man, okay. Th- that even plays into the spies, right? We are able. <clears throat> wow. Right? For sure. That got the people thinking about it and saying, yeah, we can do it. Oh. And then the other people are like, no, we can't. That's what kept Joshua and Caleb motivated. You know it. You know it. You I know believe it. Mm-hmm. that Caleb went to bed dreaming about Man. occupying that no. mountain. Yeah. Give me my mountain. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit more specifically about opportunity because without the proper definition of what opportunity is, mm-hmm. um, we fail to grasp the, the, the full essence mm-hmm. of, of what I believe the writer of Hebrews is getting across to us. So what is opportunity there the concept in our society that i'd first like to address is that opportunity is something that exclusively comes to you Mm -hmm. offering you an advantage over Hmm. someone else that may be in a similar situation Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. and so they look at that individual that opportunity has come to, and they make statements because the window through which they view opportunity is so jaded and narrow Mm -hmm. that they think they have no role to play in it. Mm -hmm. That opportunity is literally luck of the draw, uh, who you are connected with, right? Roll of the dice, and it just didn't happen for me like it happened for you. And so then the outcropping of that discussion on opportunity is literally this. If I had the opportunities that you had, I could do in my life what you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. But because I don't have that opportunity, 
Yeah, and then 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 that quickly flips into a justification for why I'm underperforming. Oh yes, just throw that in. Which which the um, the traveling partner with that viewpoint is the development of a victim mentality. Yeah, yeah. it's all there. Where yeah. you think that God has favorites, your boss has favorites, yeah. your youth leader has favorites, mm-hmm. the music leader has favorites. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. With without a proper understanding of what opportunity really consists of, it will make opportunist out of us. Okay. Okay. Where we spend more time seeking an opportunity than preparing for an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just looking for that quick get rich quick scheme, right? That's the Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of just trying to be financially wise and trying to grow your business. You're just trying to do this quick. I'm looking for an opportunity. Yeah. Rather than preparing for one. Yeah. And and, and that may seem like a, 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 a semantical mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is not. So what, what, what we're going to talk about for the next few moments is that I believe there's at least, and maybe more, two approaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards opportunity. Number one, opportunity may come to you. That is right. Mm-hmm. I've been oh, the yeah. recipient. Oh of yeah, that. it happens. Yeah, you're right. I've been the recipient of that. Okay, mm-hmm. I was given an opportunity, and I'm grateful for that. The other is sometimes you have to go find it. Oh man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the statement uh, has been been made that a wise man. Mm-hmm will make more opportunities than he finds. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So <clears throat> coming into 2023, the last thing that you need to do is 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 polish the bench on the sideline of life waiting for someone to give you something. Mhm. Opportunity so is sometimes something that you have to find. So they can look at us. Now, um, I, I don't want to get too far ahead, uh, but, but let, let, let's talk a bit about the, the story of Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. That's okay. right. If you've read any leadership material, you've You're already right. heard reference to this, this story. Cited a lot. Your ideas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of the extreme practical application Mm -hmm. everything about this story how old he was when he started Mm -hmm. when he started in the timeline of 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 human history Mm -hmm. all of these things contributed to the success of kentucky fried chicken Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so so colonel sanders is 65 years of age when he starts franchising kentucky fried chicken that's 65 he starts using his social security check of $105 a month mm-hmm. to support the franchise franchising mm-hmm. of KFCs. So when when the majority of people in his age demographic are slipping into let this support me, mm-hmm. he is investing yeah. at, mm-hmm. at that For moment sure. into something that will transcend his even his lifespan. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so 
there is um, there's there's this idea when when they from a leadership perspective begin looking at why was he such a success that there's no question he had an opportunity that came to him after World War II a lot of a lot of women were migrated from the home mm-hmm. to the work setting they 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 were working in industrial mm-hmm. centers factories that's right okay yep and so that created a vacuum in the family unit mm-hmm. at the supper table so now you go from the traditional family setting of mom and dad mom has prepared supper and the family unit gathers around the table to now mom is not there and preparing supper is a major issue and that vacuum is being felt mm-hmm. in society so colonel sanders steps into that vacuum and i'm, I'm going to read you one of the what why don't you read it one of the uh one of the advertisements read that for us brother Derry. we need some we need some vintage music playing in the background here yeah we do um wow <laughs> can you do it Hardly vintage. Colonel Sanders is a woman's best friend. The Colonel's the man who fixes Sunday dinner seven days a week for weary wives, for working women. All you do is pick it up. Boxes, buckets, and barrels full of finger-licking good chicken. I'm out of music, but I'll keep going. And all the trimmings. It's ready to go in minutes at over 1,700 locations. Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mother's Little Helper. It's finger looking good. Ah. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you notice you, you can sense the opportune messaging. Right? Absolutely. He knows people he are sensed an hungry. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And he knows that the table is bare. Yep. So let's be the solution. Yep. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So to the guy that thought he had a great idea and never materialized on it, he looks at Colonel Sanders and says, what an opportunist. Yeah. Well, he just got lucky. Yeah. He's got that secret recipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. seeing how you brought up the secret yeah, recipe. Of course. This is, this is the other half of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. 11 secret herbs and spices. But y- yes, he met the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But if he would have been selling chicken that didn't taste like mom's chicken. That's right. I don't care how opportunistic it was. Mm-hmm. It would have flopped. Mm-hmm. So he has a special recipe. I found this interesting just reading about it. Apparently there's 11, 11 spices in this secret recipe for, for the chicken. He has them in vials. They are under lock and key in some vault mm-hmm. at the KFC headquarters or something. An original signed recipe. And, and they, they, they have one company that does half of the recipe and another company that does the other half. Mm-hmm. And neither of them can share the uh, ingredients to preserve the secret mm-hmm. sauce mm-hmm. for what makes Kentucky Fried Chicken what it is. So the reality of his success is not just that he had an opportunity. Yeah. He had been working on a recipe long before he turned 65. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? So opportunities and 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 as tight as this is, listen to me. Opportunities don't make people. They reveal people. That's the truth. Yeah. Think back to the opportunities in your life. Mm-hmm. The ones that you capitalized on. If you wouldn't have been prepared for those moments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would have squandered that opportunity. So a lack of preparedness, if opportunity comes to you, a lack of preparedness will cause you to squander it. So there's, 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 there's two categories in life, missed opportunities mm-hmm. and squandered opportunities. Spoiled yeah. opportunities. Yeah. What what a shame. So you you get the opportunity. Yeah. Undoubtedly, you get the opportunity and you're not ready for it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And <laughs> that becomes man. That becomes as haunting as never having had the opportunity. Well, yeah. And if you look spiritually, sometimes maybe it's better that God doesn't give us the stuff we ask for. Oh. Because we're, we were not ready for it anyway. Absolutely. You know. So the, the, the takeaway from this portion needs to be this. You need to spend more time preparing yourself mm. for that opportunity. Don't just seek opportunity without matching it mm-hmm. with development, mm-hmm. personal development. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand by the, by the platform and and. Wait for the chance that one of the frontline singers is sick. Oh man! And and just Here's maybe they'll chance. go. Here's my chance. Here's your opportunity. Yeah, you're nailing me right now. <laughs> I struggle with that. It's a personal struggle. Okay, so if you're gonna do that, make sure you're practicing. Oh man, like be yeah. mindful of that. Yes. You want to be a musician? You probably should learn to play something. Right. Oh, there's nothing worse than a musician that practices on a church. Oh. <laughs> ah. Man. Uh, put your parents through that. Put uh, your wife through that. Yeah. Don't put us through that. That's right. That's right. Shout out to all the church musicians. That's mm. right. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, it's, it's rock solid principle, man. So scripture talks a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Five times the word opportunity is used throughout scripture in the King James, mm-hmm. but yet numerous times, I think somewhere like 87 times, it is translated in another way in the King James, Hmm. but it's the same Greek word that is used. For example, here's one, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming opportunities. Wow. Because Mm. the days are evil. That kind of hits a little different, doesn't Mm. it? He knows that the time is short. He knows mm-hmm. that his opportunities yeah. are short. That's why he's working like he is. That is why he <laughs> is feverishly working like he is. Oh, if you yeah. want to talk about an opportunist, yep. he is an opportunist. Yep. He mm-hmm. is the consummate opportunist. Okay? So the last thing out of the mouth of Jesus Christ prior to his ascension mm-hmm. addresses opportunities. In Acts chapter 1 and verse number 7, And he... Being Jesus said unto them, 
It is not for you to know the times or the seasons. The times or the opportunities. <laughs> you got to be making this stuff up. It's like we're no. talking to Brother and You're making this stuff up. <laughs> so God is the one that holds opportunities in his hands. You're right. Yep. You can't pry them out of the hand of God. You can only prepare yourself for when he releases them from his hand. Mm -hmm. A man's gift will make room for him, not in the sense of an unrefined, undeveloped gift. Nobody is born with something that will bring him before great men, but he's born with something that if it is developed, mm -hmm. will bring him before great men. Okay? So, and, and, and he's speaking to the disciples about this. Even disciples don't know when, when, when a divinely orchestrated, revealed opportunity is going to appear. Yeah. When you were just talking there, I'm thinking, there is no insider trading here. No. no nobody has the... Correct. The playbook. Well said. Right? Nobody has the... Okay, on such and such a date, if I'm here doing this, I'll get this. And yeah. That, right? It's locked in time. Okay, nobody knows ahead of time. They're no, never nobody. revealed ahead of time or seldom <clears throat> revealed ahead of time, mm -hmm. but they are realized in real time. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to seize it. You have to be in position to capitalize on it. So let's look at a couple of them. Sometimes they come to us. Sometimes we discover them mm -hmm. in real time, mm -hmm. in real time. So let's give a couple examples. Matthew chapter 26, and verse 17. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? Hmm. And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with thy disciples, with my disciples. Okay, notice, do, do, do you notice the interrogative tone there to what he's saying? No, you don't, because there's don't. none there. I don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a declarative sentence. Totally. You shall. I yep. will eat Passover at your house. Yeah, and it's not Jesus saying, it's the disciples saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's telling the disciples this. <laughs> yeah. You go to this guy's house. Yeah. What did Jesus say? <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> he didn't say, go to the house and ask the man no. if we can use his facilities no. for the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. He said, you go tell him that we are going to use his facilities. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, is what it looks like when opportunity knocks on your door. Mm -hmm. And if you are halfway through a renovation process and the bathrooms are not working and the kitchen is not completed and the deck is tore off at the back and the roof is leaking. That's right. You have squandered an opportunity. And sometimes to realize that opportunity, there's no doubt there was a lot of last-minute work and preparation. You know, there's that quickening oh, on the inside. Of, 
How much time do I have before exactly he gets here? Right. <laughs> Babe, grab the vacuum cleaner. How much time? <laughs> Interestingly, that side of the narrative is just, it's obscure. It's not there. He doesn't tell that part. So what we, what we can, what we can deduce from this is that he was ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe frantic last minute right. preparations, but he was ready. They pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Now listen, this was a once in a lifetime event. <clears throat> oh my, yeah. He came saying they were going to hold the pass over there, but this was the last supper. There was mm-hmm. only going to be, this was a one-off. Yeah. You can't look that opportunity in the face and say, well, can I hold the Last Supper Conference 2024 instead of 2023? Uh, there is no Last Supper Conference 2024, <laughs> no. sir. There's only one Last Supper. That's right. And if you miss this opportunity, so this is where it comes down to spirit-led preparedness. Hmm. Wow, what a statement. Hmm. Spirit-led preparedness kept that man from being halfway through a renovation process. Mm -hmm. Spirit-led preparedness had that man. uh, Listen, there, there, there have been times throughout my ministry that I have gone to people and said, you know what, this is a last-minute thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be able? And man, there's that cold look of terror mm-hmm. that settles in their eye. Because maybe it's something that's completely outside of their scope of comfortability. Maybe it's a worship leader that that, mm-hmm. yeah. that last minute couldn't, couldn't come, couldn't mm-hmm. this. Maybe it's that I can't preach tonight and I need mm-hmm. somebody to do it because I'm running to the hospital. Or So good stuff. Be Man. instant, in season, mm-hmm. and out of season. On a recent missions trip to Africa, I, I, I witnessed this very thing. Mm-hmm. We're having a, a, a pastor's seminar or teaching, and there was pastors that had traveled for hours, and one of the host, one of the host pastors there went to one of his men and said, in front of the folks that had traveled for six or seven hours and needed a place to stay, he literally went to them and just said, Okay, these two will be staying with you. <laughs> these two will be staying with you. Oh Lord. And what? you could see it. What? That initial whoa. But they recovered well mm-hmm. and they took him. And they met the need of that moment. So you have to be prepared for opportunity when it finds you. We are going to hold the Passover at your house. And the guy says, No problem. Come on in. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Luke records the next portion of the Last Supper from the other side of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about you finding opportunity? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Luke 22.1 says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him. Okay, so... so it's important that we work our way through this a bit systematically. 
we're nearing we're nearing the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. The chief priest, the scribes, the religious sect is looking for mm-hmm. what? An opportunity. Opportunity. They want an opportunity to kill him. There has been numerous opportunities that they let slip through their hands based on feasts that were going on at such and such a time, based on reading the popularity of of, mm-hmm. of Jesus' ministry. Mm-hmm. Opinion polls said now is not the time, etc. So they are actively seeking an opportunity mm-hmm. to rid their tradition of Jesus Christ. He was he was turning it upside down. Okay. Now they sought how they might kill him mm-hmm. for they feared the people. All right. Mm-hmm. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, mm-hmm. being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Well, hmm. he sought opportunity to betray him unto them. They are seeking an opportunity. He is seeking an opportunity. But it does not start with just seeking opportunity. So I want you to notice the progression of discovering an opportunity. Go back to the scripture that we started with. If you're mindful of something, you might have opportunity. If they had mm-hmm. been mindful of that country, they might have had opportunity to go back. Mm. You don't just randomly stumble into betraying Jesus. Which is a comforting thought. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. This opportunity didn't knock on Judas's door. Mm. He had to seek it out. Mm. So let's talk about the progression. The first progression is this. Verse 3. Then entered Satan into Judas, Ah, surnamed Iscariot. All right. Satanic infilling, if you will. Mm -hmm. Satan entered Judas. So the first step is that. Second step. Network with people. So let's read verse Mm 4. And he went his way. And communed with the chief priests and captains. How he, How might. he might. So the second step to, to discovering opportunity, mm-hmm. after you've been possessed by something, mm-hmm. is you network with people mm-hmm. who have the same goals as you. Yeah. Okay? Are you seeing the progression here? We're still not to opportunity yet. We're not to opportunity yet. <laughs> We're, We're not to opportunity not yet. Yeah. Then the next verse says, and they were glad. And oh, they, they were very happy with the conversation. Yeah. So then they said, let's um, let's let's enter a pact here, mm-hmm. and covenanted to give him money. Yes. And he promised, and he promised. Mm-hmm. So now that's where you engage with them. After you've networked with them, mm-hmm. you covenant, you commit, you commit to them. Then. And only then do you begin seeking opportunity. 
If you just seek opportunity without these first three steps, the likelihood of Judas being able to pull off a betrayal is next to nil. That's so good, yeah. Takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Now, I know that this is this is a negative uh yeah, it's a negative storyline. It's, it's a negative mm. narrative. Mm. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that none of the New Year's resolutions of any of our audience is how can I betray Jesus? Mm. Okay, that's 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 really not what we're here to talk no. about. But this is a pattern mm-hmm. that you can lay over your life to help uncover divine opportunities in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so, what I believe it is is the alternative. Let's take and flip this. If we stay full of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. spirit in filling, mm-hmm. spirit in filling, stay full of the Holy Ghost. I believe that the Holy Ghost gives an edge, mm-hmm. a supernatural edge, mm-hmm. not just to my walk with God. Obviously it does, but I believe that it affects every part of my life. Every relationship that I have, mm-hmm. every business endeavor that I have, stay full of the Holy Ghost. If you want, if you want to get a good business opportunity, pray through. Mm-hmm. Get full of the Holy Ghost. This is the first step. Stay full of the Spirit. Spirit indwelling. Mm-hmm. Don't be Judas. Don't go the satanic route. But but be filled with the Spirit. Secondly, find people that have the same pursuits as you. That's right. That's right. So if your pursuit is to to develop a ministry that will impact your your community, mm-hmm. that will impact the youth in your church, that will impact the seniors that you serve, that will impact the mission that God has called you to, then surround yourself with people. Network with them. Find a chief and a scribe that has the same heartbeat as you, that is mindful mm-hmm. of the same thing you're mindful of, and read books about it, and listen to podcasts about it, and research about it, and find life coaches about it, and find someone that's been successful, mm-hmm. and then covenant with them. This is what I'm going to do. This is my covenant to you. Over the next 30 days, this is what I'm going to do, and then we'll, we'll tag back in. And in the next 60 days, this is my plan. And in 90 days, this is what I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. And then seek opportunity. After you have been filled with the Spirit, networked with the right people, covenanted with them, mm-hmm. committed to them, then you discover Hey man, I got this idea. And it emerges from this this really logical step. So this this entirely eradicates the concept of just sitting by on the sidelines of life and opportunity just finding you. No, there's a very deliberate process. There is. Mm-hmm. I've had this said, you know, well, Brother McKillop, how did how did your how did your ministry get started? You know, well, you got that church because your dad, your dad gave you that church. Oh, that's an opportunity that I didn't have. My dad was a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
Well, let's, let's, let's reverse the roles. Let's say my dad was a mechanic and he was running a successful mechanic shop. And he willed it to me. And because of opportunity, I inherited my dad's mechanic shop. You do understand that I am not a mechanic. And you do understand that you don't want me changing the oil on your car, let alone trying to figure out the vibration in the front end or change the transmission. What's it sound like? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I'm tracking with you. So the opportunity would have been given to me, Mm -hmm. but the lack of my development would have made shipwreck of the opportunity. That's right. I'm not pastoring this church that I'm pastoring 11, 12 years after I became senior pastor because my dad gave it to me. Now, you'd run out of uh, ideas real quick. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. It is preparedness that makes opportunities successful. Okay? So... Somewhere you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Somewhere you got to network with the right people. Somewhere you got to commit to the right people. And then opportunity is something that you discover. Luke chapter 12 and 42 says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? There's that word again. You don't say. <laughs> opportunity. He's going to get a portion of meat at an opportune time. Blessed, here it is. I'll let you do the honors. Read it. Blessed is that servant whom (laughs) his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Oh! Doing. Doing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not waiting. If your verse... For the years, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their way. <laughs> you got to get another verse. <laughs> Waiting on the Lord is not lazy boy material. True. I'm just going to. That is the greatest misjustice and misinterpretation of that verse. Opportunities on the way. I'll just be here waiting for it. Be here when it gets here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. This man's opportunity was not because he was opportunistic. This man's opportunity was because he was ready. He was a faithful and wise servant. And that is why the master gave him the opportunity. And he rejoiced because when he came, he was doing get busy in 2023. Mm -hmm. It's already been referenced. uh, Brother Randy mentioned it. It doesn't always, opportunities do not always look like opportunities. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they come cloaked in work clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something I read a while ago and I looked it up while you were talking it was a quote by Wayne Gretzky's dad okay and they asked him um, you know everybody wants to know the secret right of course they do Wayne Gretzky you know if you don't know who Wayne Gretzky is well we're a Canadian podcast, so go figure. <laughs> yeah. And his dad said, I taught Wayne to skate to where the puck was going. Right. Oh. Not where it yeah. was. Right. Oh. <laughs> right? right. Like, absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's, absolutely. And, and, and. But you still have to have the skill. 
when the puck gets to you to do something with it. But that's the piece of his game that was different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. 4C. Okay, Mm -hmm. he's foreseeing an opportunity, not in the sense of, again, some opportunistic thing. He's reading. Yeah. He's, he's, He's reading the progression of the play. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows this is what's going to happen. Yep. And when I get there, I'm going to do this. And, and okay. Right? But That's, yes. Okay. And I believe, all right, we just made a corporate decision. We're going to do part two to this. All right. On the fly. Yeah. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> so let's, let's just close out by talking about this. Kingdom speak could look like it was an opportunistic thing. Mm-hmm. We've had this discussion before. Mm. We started it during COVID. We had no intention for it to become mm. what it has become, and God gets the glory, and we take the blame. But preparedness mm. is sure. also a part of this discussion. So I believe, using your Wayne Gretzky analogy, mm. that God, if we stay full of the Holy Ghost mm. and we network with the right people, mm-hmm. I can remember having discussions during the first few days of COVID-19. Yeah, I remember these talks. Okay. Yeah. We had them. Yeah. I networked with men like Pastor Wade Townley, Pastor Kelly Patrick, Pastor Mm -hmm. Joel Booker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I know I'm missing some, but, I mean, we had repeated conversations of, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's back into trying to figure out where the play's going. Yeah. This is not predetermining what tomorrow night's game is going to, to look no. like. This is on the fly as things are moving. How do we position ourselves? Yeah. And this is where I believe spirit-led preparedness mm-hmm. plays a role that takes it just from which books I'm reading or what personal disciplines mm-hmm. I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. I believe that the spirit leads us into that intersection sure does with divine destiny where god who alone as we've already referred to knows the seasons knows the opportunities that he holds in his own hand but he nudges us mm. and he says i'm i'm much like the woman at the well i'm going to strategically position no question that's right my disciples, mm-hmm. I'm going to lead them to this moment where there comes an intersection with a woman that's going to be at the well. And spirit-led preparedness takes us and leads us not to where the puck is, but where to, to where the puck is going. So how many churches, and mm-hmm. th- this, is, this is all great discussion, how many churches get stagnated by, by remaining allowing their leadership style Mm -hmm. to remain where they're at versus where they're going. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you don't conduct, this is, this is leadership one-on-one. You don't, you don't conduct your business based on where it's at. You conduct your business based on where you want it to go. Mm -hmm. So you have staff meetings and you have development based on what you want that business to reflect in its ideal. And that requires an ongoing, on-the-fly 
repositioning of yourself. Totally. You do not mm -hmm. lead a church of 25 people the same way that you lead a church of 125 people mm -hmm. or the same that you lead a church of 300 people or the same you lead a church of 500 or 1,000 or whatever the size of the church may be. Mm -hmm. You have to work through that process constantly recalibrating so that you don't miss those opportunities. Mm -hmm. We have more to talk about on it. Good way to kick off the year, man. But there's opportunity for Good each of off. us in 2023. So what do you say we set our mind to it? If you are mindful of it, you'll find the opportunity.